Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Mind Aware 350. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware, and welcome, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk with you today about this topic because I think at some point or another, most of us have suffered from perfectionism. You know, it feels like you can't get it done or you want it to be more perfect or things aren't exactly as you want or you have fear about, gosh, how am I going to look? What are other people going to think? I mean, this is really, and you got that crazy inner critic in your head, right? Saying, oh man, you could do better. Or, you know, you're not so great or you're not as good as those guys, all that stuff. Well, guess who I've got here today? I am here with Andrea Owen. She is the author of How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. What a great title for a book, right? Thank you. Because <laughs> most of us like, have had that moment or another where we wanted to quiet that inner critic, and we are going to talk about perfectionism today. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Hi, hi, hi everybody. Hi, Dana. It's so good to have you here, Andrea. So I think let's start out just kind of with the basics, because I think, I mean, maybe it's just me, but it feels to me like this is a big issue. Why do you feel like most people are perfectionists? It's not just you. <laughs> it's definitely not just you. Well, it can come from several different, well, a few different places. It can come from your family of origin. I was telling Dana before we started recording everybody, I was like, oh, gosh, if you ask me where it comes from, I can talk about that for an hour. So I'm going to try not to be super verbose, but it, it can come from your family of origin. Maybe your parents were really hard on you. Maybe they wanted to make sure that you were the one who got good grades and did really well in sports and got into the best colleges, et cetera, et cetera. There wasn't a whole lot of room for error or failing. And it could come from our culture too, you know, and, and especially look at how it is online nowadays when somebody, I don't know if anybody saw recently Fergie, the singer, did something where she, I didn't even really say it. She sang the national anthem or something and it was not her best performance and she just got destroyed online. So it's, it, that's kind of scary, right? And maybe we're doing something on a smaller scale, but still there's always that fear of like, oh my God, what if I put something out there? You know, for you took a risk. It didn't work out and she was, you know, she practically crucified for it. So we have that fear as well. And I know that you and your people love to talk about mindset and, and brain science and training your brain. And, and brain science shows us that we are meaning-making machines. And when our inner critic gets noisy, we tend to make up stories about what could possibly happen based on something typically insignificant. 
And, uh, you know, if somebody makes a comment about a new business that we're going to start or, or something that we put out there online, and maybe they didn't really mean anything by it at all, maybe they did, but a lot of times they don't, our brains will make up stories because of what they are meant to do. The pleasure center is actually rewarded when a conclusion to the story is created. The brain doesn't care if that story is correct or not. So it's up to us. I'm getting ahead of myself here. I get really excited about this, but it is up to us to start to train your brain and figure out when those stories are actually happening. So I'll stop there because I'm jumping to solutions. Yeah, and actually I'm looking forward to talking about that because I think you're right. And you hit some really powerful points here. Some of it is upbringing and some Mm -hmm. of it is the culture we live in. And some of it is getting criticized. And I think that that's where I want to start. I want to start with that idea of being externally motivated, like being a perfectionist because, you know, we're afraid of how other people will see us. Like if it's not perfect, then maybe I look unprofessional or if it's not perfect, they're not going to like me or I'm not going to get followers or what about that? Like, what is the deal with that? Why are we so externally motivated in this culture? You know, do you have any solutions for that? How to kind of like soothe that pain? Well, survival is what it is. You know, it's like our brains haven't evolved from so many, many, many years ago when back in the quote unquote caveman days, I know that there's a more um, precise word for that, which I do not know. But back then we were part of tribes. And if we were rejected from a group, which now translates to being criticized, then we that could really mean death. We could die. And the old lizard part of our brain still believes that, you know, it's like, don't put that out there because if it gets criticized, you could die. And that's why sometimes we literally feel like we're going to die when we're being really vulnerable, when we're stepping way out of our comfort zone. That's why we stay in our comfort zones because we don't feel like we're going to die. <laughs> we stay in them. So that's, that's why. And, and we just, we tend to want to stay within these confines and criticism hurts. I mean, it doesn't, I I wrote about that in my book and how I, for a long time was one, I felt like I was the only one who, this was when I started blogging back when blogging was like really kind of a new thing and it was taking off. And I had like my first uh, comment where someone criticized me and I asked people, how do you keep writing and how do you keep putting your art out, out into the world when you get criticized from strangers? And they said, oh, you just, you just can't take it personally. It's just, you know, like water off a duck. And, and I'm like, how do you do that? Fast forward, what I have come to realize is that it still hurts when someone's a jerk to me and someone leaves me a really terrible review <laughs> on Amazon or something like that. But it's about figuring out, it's just feeling those feelings and figuring out who the people are, the small amount of people who you really care what their opinion and their feedback is. That is, that takes intention. And um, I call it, there's an exercise I have in the book, the square inch box. And it, it's really, and you might have different people in different areas of your life, but that's really it. It's like, yes, you're still going to get, it's still going to hurt when you get criticized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny too, because the more I understand about marketing, the more I'm starting to realize that it's good if you repel some people. You don't want those people to follow you. You know, you uh, back in the old days, Groucho Marx used to have a saying where he'd say, like, I don't ever want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. (laughs) Well, it's exactly the opposite of that. It's like those people who are going to be criticizing you, 
You don't want them in your world anyway, because if they criticize you today, they're going to be crabby about something tomorrow and crabby about something the day after. You want those people to go away. You know, you want to attract only cool, positive, awesome people to your world. So what I'm wondering then, Andrea, because I know uh, that a lot of taking action, you know, has to do with getting over that perfectionism. Do you think this is just a matter of taming the inner critic or what's the best way to kind of take action when you're feeling that perfectionism? It's a few different layers. And the inner critic is, uh, you know, a lot of the habits I talk about in this book, they overlap with each other and some of them are sisters. I think if you struggle with perfectionism, you struggle with the inner critic. I think everyone struggles with the inner critic. I don't think everyone struggles with perfectionism. That's why the inner critic chapter is first, because I'm like, hey, if you're only going to get a few chapters into my book, I want it to be about that. Smart, (laughs) smart thinking. Yeah, that was intentional. I'll just say one more thing about perfectionism since we're on the topic. I think that we, and especially as entrepreneurs, we need to get more comfortable with failure. And I think we need a different word for failure, too, because I think that we see failure as like this big F word. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, like nobody, nobody wants failure. Like it's not, <laughs> nobody wants it at all. But I mean, I don't know about you, Dana, or the people listening. I have had some of my biggest lessons. Like, let's just talk about relationships. You know, some of my best teachers in my life have been ex-boyfriends and, and actually my first husband. I thanked him in the acknowledgments of my first book because he was my greatest teacher. And some might say that that relationship was a failure. I got asked actually in an interview a couple of months ago, tell us about your worst failure in business or something. And I was like, I don't, I don't have one, not because I haven't fallen on my face, but because that has what has grown my business. That's like research and, and like, does it hurt? Of course it does. It doesn't feel good. And it sometimes costs a lot of money, but it's, those are, you know, I talk to my kids about failure all the time. They're in elementary school and I want them at an early age to know that failure is a part of growth and you need failure to be smart and confident and all of these things that of course we want our children to grow up to be. Well, and frankly, if you're not failing, then you're probably not trying anything new. So the first time somebody gets up to stand and walk across the room, they're going to fall down or they're going to tip over. And if you want to try some new things, if you want to have a more exciting life, then you've got to get used to that. You're not going to be good at everything right off the bat. So play with it. Think of it more like fun, right? You're a better person than I am, Dana, if you can look at it as fun. (laughs) Just look at it as learning. <laughs> I, I personally, I, I do look at it as fun. I love it, but you know, it's well, it's just a, it's a mindset shift, and I think that it leads right into this subject that we're talking about. Is that perfectionism? The reason people don't like to fail is because they think of it as it's almost like an "I'm bad" thing. Right. And if you're not bad anymore, if it's not about you when you make a mistake or when you fail, now it becomes so much easier to do it and you become so much less of a perfectionist. It's not like you're either good or bad based on if you're good or bad at something. Do you see what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have, you can still strive for excellence because I think a lot of people get really hung up on like, oh my God, this woman is asking me to stop being a perfectionist. Does that mean I have to be a slacker? Like it's not black or white. It's not one or the other. Like you can still strive for excellence and do your very, very best. But And this is what I talk about in that chapter is like, where does it cross the line for you? Where does it become that you aren't like you were talking about, like where you're procrastinating all the time, where you're not putting your stuff out there, where you're even isolating yourself from your friendships and and your romantic relationships? Like that's where I like to dig in and get curious with people. 
Yeah, that's nice. That's really I well said, Andrea. I really like this because it's kind of like a dose of self-awareness. It's a dose. It's a reality check, like a wake-up call of like how much is this affecting you? And I, I just I could go on and on. I want to take a quick break here because I want to check in with our Facebook audience. For those of you that don't know, we live stream on Facebook. That's where we do the show. And we got this cool new setup, so you got to come over and see it. It's, uh, we're here every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And we take a break. We ask questions. You get to engage with whoever I'm interviewing, which is really fun. You get to ask your own questions. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to Andrea more about that inner critic. For those of you that don't know or haven't checked it out yet, take a second right now. I'm talking to Andrea Owen. Her first book was 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. Her newest book now, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, is out and available. And I'll tell you what, check it out at the Earl. Your kick- kickasslife.com slash free. Go check it out right now because guess what? There's lots of freebies on there and that's my favorite price. So yourkickasslife.com slash free. Make sure and check it out. When I come back, we're going to be talking about your inner critic. Be right back. You know how Dana is always saying that feeling good is the most important thing you can do to build your business? Well, one way to feel good is to get a daily mantra sent to your email every day. You'll get new ideas for your own personal mantras, and these daily mantras will start your day with a positive jolt. To get your daily mantra, go to DanaWild.com slash mantra, or text 44222 with the word mantras. That's mantras with an S on the end. That's text number 44222 with the word mantras. That's M-A-N-T-R-A-S. Or just go online to DanaWild.com slash mantra to get your daily mantra today. Start your day feeling good so you can take positive intentional action in your business. Hello, everybody. Dana Wild here, and welcome back to the show. We're having some really interesting dialogue on this show right now about perfectionism and about how to tame the inner critic, because all of us suffer from it in some form, held back in one way or another, usually because of culture or because maybe we have high expectations for ourselves. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing to expect a lot from yourself and to want a lot. But just like Andrea said before the break, the problem is to become self-aware and to realize when it's a stopper. When are you stopping yourself? When are you having issues with it? For those of you that just joined us, I am here with Andrea Owen. Her first book was 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. And you can find her at Your Kick-Ass Life dot com slash free you know why because there's free stuff there your kickasslife.com slash free head on over there and check her out she's got a brand new book out right now that you'll hear about called how to stop feeling like shit it's right there on that page so you can learn and don't we all want to do that isn't that just a just a good practice and a good idea (laughs) So, so andrea let's start right there how do you tame that inner critic how do you tell it just to be quiet and uh-huh. think something else. Yeah, well, I mean, you just sort of rounded it all out right there. You could write your own self-help book. <laughs> How I, What I like to say when I talk about the inner critic is that, first and foremost, it's universal. We all have one. And it's sort of on a spectrum. There are some people that it's there. It's like constantly playing in the background. In, uh, it's their baseline. 
And for then on the, you know, the other side of the spectrum, uh, maybe you have triggers where it, it gets chatty around um, new business endeavors or when you step out of the shower and see your naked body or around aging or your relationship or whatever. It's usually, it's typically not in every single area of your life. Uh, the second part I want to say is that it's not about eradicating your inner critic. I hear so many people say, uh, like if they come to work with me privately and I'm like, what are your goals? Well, I want to, I want to shut my inner critic up for good because I'm ready to live my life. And I was like, good luck, but I'm not a brain surgeon. I, we can't, you know, this is like normal human experience that we have. And there's also brain science that tells us as humans, we have a negative bias. This is why we stop and look at grisly car accidents and why we watch the news. And it's not that great. And we, we of course love great stories too, but we tend to have a negative bias and that it also tends to go that way with our thoughts. So as far as solution, what I like to do is first and foremost, I mean, I have this whole kind of thing that I go through, but I, you can't fix what you don't know. Is it working? So I ask people to break down different areas of their life and write down when your inner critic gets the noisiest for women. It tends to be our number one trigger tends to be our body and appearance. Not always, but for most women, um, for men, it can definitely be uh, how much money you make your career, things like that. And this is not an opportunity for you to just make stuff up. You know, if an area in your life is going really great and your inner critic doesn't have a whole lot to say, then just leave it alone. But that way, and this is kind of a painful exercise for some, but that way, you know, and then when you do hear it in your head, and for some people, I want to say this too, for some people, it's not an internal dialogue. For some people, it's just a feeling. It's just the wash of feeling not good enough. That is part of your inner critic. And I ask people to have a mantra that they say to themselves when they hear it. So if I step out of the shower and I haven't worked out in a year and I catch a glimpse of my naked body in the mirror and I'm like, whoo, look at that cellulite. What I say to myself is, here's my mantra. Ready? Well, that just happened. That's it. (laughs) It's neutral. It's not positive. It's not negative. What I am doing, it's a pattern interrupter. I'm interrupting the thought process before it totally gets a hold of me. Because, I mean, you all know, like, what could end up happening is I, I, I speak more bad things about my body. And then I'm like, I don't want to wear this. None of this fits. I'm canceling dinner tonight with my girlfriends. I don't even want to go on that, that cruise this summer. And then that might, might bring me to, like, eat more food that isn't good for me. So it's like it can be this whole rabbit hole of bad choices that we make. And then, I mean, I'm being a little bit dramatic here, but, like, We've all probably been there, right? So it's a pattern interrupter. Like, well, that just happened. I've, I've done it so many times. And in my book, I give a list of different mantras, but it's just acknowledging that inner critic that it's happening. Because quite honestly, Dana, I don't feel like trying to turn what I have found over and over again with my clients is that immediately trying to turn it into something positive tends to not work. Yeah. So yeah, if I, I were to look in the mirror and be like, Oh gosh, you know, I've, put on 10 pounds and they're saying, Oh wait, I need to tell myself, damn girl, you look like a Miss America contestant. Like, come on. (laughs) No, I I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That's why we do transitory statements too. What's really nice about this particular pattern interrupter, because pattern interrupters definitely work. This one I like so much because you're not resisting either. When you resist or when you try to say like, and some, and these work for some people when you say like cancel, cancel, pop, pop or that stuff. I know that works for some people, but it's also you're kind of resisting what you just said. This is such a nice one because it's neutral. 
You're just stating a fact. It's done. And now you've kind of, uh, what's the word I want to use? Diffused yeah. it. So yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. Just love that one, Andrea. Really, really good stuff. Anything else? Because I know, you know, I feel like you're the type of person we could sit, we could have such uh, in-depth conversations and chats. And I'm wondering if there's anything you can give people that they can leave with today to feel like if they could hear one thing from you to make a shift in their lives, what would it be? I think to to do their best to work on self-compassion. I know it's sort of a buzzword in personal development, and part of me is happy that it is a buzzword because we are so damn hard on ourselves. And I think that the expectations that we have for ourselves and for other people, but I think for ourselves is so astronomical. And if we just take a step back and yes, to looking at what your expectations are, but to have self-compassion and know that you are just human and that you probably can't accomplish all of the things you have on your to-do list. You know, it's not possible for one person that you are in fact doing the best you can, that sometimes life is hard and, and just being nice to yourself. That's, I know it seems so simple, but it can, it can totally change your life. Oh yeah. I don't think that's simple at all. I try to do it for 24 hours and see how simple it is. It's really good. That's really good. Thank you so much, Andrea. I sure appreciate you being here. Oh, I've had so much fun. I can't even see your audience, but I can feel their energy. And I love, I, I just, I love knowing that there's people out there who are enjoying it. Oh, I love it. Awesome thoughts. Andrea Owen, everybody, make sure and check out her new book, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. And you know what she's saying. We get this, right? You hear what she's saying. It's about don't let perfectionism stop you. It's okay to have it because we all have it to varying degrees. We all have that inner critic to varying degrees. Maybe you've got a certain trigger where it happens. There's nothing wrong with doing what she says and just figuring out what are those areas that trigger me. And then when you have that moment, neutralize it, neutralize Neutralize it with that very simple statement, the very simple statement of just saying, okay, well, that happened. It's like saying to your brain, I'm done with that now. It's so easy and so freeing to not have to go down the rabbit hole. And you know the best part of this, which she's talking about having self-compassion, being nicer to yourself, giving yourself a break feeling better, taking it easy, being a friend to yourself like you would be to other people, you can do that right now. That's the beauty of it. It is simple, but it's not always easy. But the best part is we're getting better and better and better at it every day. It's baby steps that get you there. Give those soothing thoughts. Feel good today, and then you're ready to go out and act great. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. I'm excited. I mean, like every time Dana says, you know, you got to take a drink. A donkey's on my back with the bridle in my mouth, whipping me and telling me what to do. This is what this tribe is about. This tribe is about breaking through paradigms. Letting go is an inside affair. Every human being is a unique and different human being. Please don't shoot me if I say anything bad today. Don't put an apple on your head and I won't. All you have to do is flip the button. I was like, ooh, Dana, like, what? I was just like, what the heck is wrong with me? I'm like, I just want to go to work. I'd like to just have a girlfriend, settle down. <laughs>